This podcast is brought to you by lilybadcock.com and The Confidence Academy, giving you the confidence to be who you truly are. This is The Confidence Academy podcast. My name is Lily Badcock and I am a transformational confidence coach and I'm here with a message for you. The anxiety and overwhelm you've been experiencing is not something to be feared or avoided. It's also not something that gets to define who you are as a person. No matter who you are, no matter what your story is, I know that you get to live a life of fulfillment and joy. It's my absolute pleasure to bring this podcast series to you in collaboration with some phenomenal people from all over the world who have walked the same path as you. Together, we will share our stories, our challenges and our triumphs with the intention of helping you to see that it's possible for you too. Anxiety may be something you live with, but it doesn't get to define who you are or how you live your life. So stand by for some powerful conversations, deep realisations and the occasional F-bomb. So get those headphones in if you're around sensitive ears and stand by. This is going to be fun. Hello you wonderful souls, how are you? Welcome back to the episode. Now I have to talk quick because this length of music is not very long at all and I have so much to tell you. This week I'm bringing to the podcast Jennifer Vroom, the founder of Evoke Meditation, for an amazing conversation around the benefits of meditating. And to back this up, I have undertaken a 30-day meditation challenge and Jennifer is going to be my guide and mentor and I'm inviting you to take the challenge with me. It's completely free. All you've got to do is click the link in the show notes, which will take you to Jennifer's website so that you can get all of the updates and all of the lessons and all of the guidance. So let me know if you're getting involved. Jennifer's going to be my guest this week, of course, on TCA Live. That's taking place over in the Confidence Academy podcast Facebook group. And we would love to see you there. So again, the link is in the show notes to join us. Oh, I did it. (laughs) For now, sit back, relax snuggle under your favourite blanket, hug that mug of hot chocolate and enjoy the episode. Hi guys, welcome back to the show. I am so excited to introduce to you today Jennifer Vroom all the way from Rayleigh in North Carolina, USA and Jennifer is a meditation coach and a communication expert. Jennifer, welcome to the show. Thank you so much Lily, it is so great to meet you. I'm really excited to be a part of your show. I've been listening to your podcast, and when I listened to it, I knew you were speaking my language, and this would be a really good time together. I love it, and already we've been having a scream, you guys. Like we've, you know, we've only just kind of officially started this interview, but we've just been chatting. I don't even know how long, probably half an hour, knowing me, <laughs> rabbiting on and on. So I know this is going to be a brilliant, brilliant interview. So let's start off by letting everybody know exactly what your title is. So meditation coach and communication expert. Let the people know what that means. Sure. So I actually have a background in speech language pathology. So I'm a licensed and still practicing speech language pathologist. Um, So that's a big part of that communication component. Um, But I also have been for the, and I've been doing this for the past 20 years plus. Um, Same with meditation. I had started way back in my teen years. So for over 25 years, I've been studying, practicing meditation, and I've been helping people to really develop that deeper connection with themselves and with others is the way I like to say it, um, because that's so important for relationships is first developing that connection with your 
self mm-hmm. and having mm-hmm. that strong relationship. You can't give to others until you are able to connect with yourself. So that's, yeah. that's what I like to think about. And that's how I teach it. I love that. And, you know, it's funny because I always find, I don't know what order my interviews go out in, but I know that whenever I'm doing a series of interviews, there always seems to be this one kind of message that gets pulled through. Mm -hmm. And certainly the message at the moment is, you know, your answers are inside of you. And it's not that you can't get support and it's not that you can't ask other people to help you. You absolutely can and you should. But it's about not not expecting anything else to fill that void. You know, if, if you feel like you've been going round and round and round and round the houses, then try turning inward. And I know that that's what meditation is brilliant for. And obviously, we were just having this conversation before we went live about how I find I can do meditations if they're guided and if I'm sleepy because I'll just pass out and then hopefully the goodness goes in. But I find it really difficult to to really still my mind and I'm guessing that's probably a sign I should do more of it because my brain just fires off in a thousand different directions and I know for the people listening a a lot of whom suffer with anxiety and stress that goes hand in hand you know it's just this constant um, firing you know in all directions and I'll give you an example of this so earlier today like an hour ago literally an hour ago I was on my computer. I've decided for those people that have been listening to this in series, you'll know that I'm doing a wealth consciousness experiment at the moment. So that led me today to start looking at my credit score. And so, you know, there's a bunch of leads I kind of picked up from there about things to follow. Then I knew I had to go out and buy dinner. And then I knew I was doing this interview and I'm organizing some carol singing tomorrow. And like straight away, I was just like, ah, so I'm guessing this is something that meditation can really help with because we just need to like stop it all at times, press pause, come back to ourselves. So just talk me through, um, first of all, how you were led to this, because I'm so interested that you were led to this in your teens. And I love this because this is just this is just the case for anyone living their purpose work, you know, doing their purpose work, living on purpose. They have often been led to do what they're supposed to do way back in childhood. So I love that. So talk us through that and how you were led to it, first of all. Absolutely. You know, I could say I'm lucky to have received meditation so early on in life, but I I don't actually believe in luck. I think that we talked about this earlier too, Lily, before we really hit record. And that is, um, I think you're just led to things when you need them in your life. Mm. And so I was very lucky (laughs) or led to um, in my teens, I had been suffering from depression. Um, pretty severe depression and feelings of just isolation, not wanting to really be around anybody. Um, And even when I I was still living with my family, obviously still feeling isolated. And that is actually what isolation is. It doesn't mean you're not around anyone physically, you're just feeling uh, very alone. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I was in my teen years, just due to a lot of negative past experiences, feeling just completely disconnected, And I wasn't sure how to deal with those intense emotions. Um, I didn't feel at that time like I could ask someone for help. Not that I didn't have that probably around me. And I could have, my parents are fantastic. I have wonderful family. But when you're Mm -hmm. in that place, you don't even think of reaching out or wanting it maybe at that time. You're not sure what even to ask or what to do. Mm -hmm. And I was um, drawn to a new friend later in life, it was probably about 17 and I was 17 years old and um, 
he was a person that I looked to and he just seemed like he knew what was happening in life. He looked happy. He looked confident. And he was recommending to me meditation. He said, that was the one tool. If you do nothing else in your life, Mm -hmm. this is one tool that's worked for me and this will work for you and it can work for anybody. And that was the first, it's not the first time I'd ever heard of meditation, but it was the Mm -hmm. first time I even thought about trying it for myself. Um, so that was how I was first led to that. And I, it's not as if overnight magic happened and a major shift and I am who I am today. No, of course not. But um, it was definitely a major mind shift for me by starting that. And then also just having an interest in something different. I mean, I had other tools I was using at that time, but it wasn't taking me as deep as I needed to go because I was starting at such a low point where I was like surviving life one day at a time. I mean, when you're starting from there, you really need to dig deeper. Um, So even though I was, you know, doing some art, which helped me as therapeutic for myself, listen to music, um, did some exercise that helped some, but I, again, I needed a deeper look inside and meditation was the one thing that really worked for me. So Mm. that's my start into it. I love it. And so I'm, I'm immediately guided to ask you, Mm. you said, you said, obviously it wasn't a quick fix. It didn't just work straight away. So what was it about meditation that kept you coming back? Because I know that you know, there are a ton of things people can do that are going to help them to feel less stressed, less anxious. And you've just listed a bunch of them there, you know, listening to music, working out, eating right, doing all these things, moving your body, whatever. But I think where a lot of people fall down is they don't feel like they can, like they're looking for that quick fix. They don't get that immediate relief. And then they think it doesn't work. It's like, you know, whenever I've tried to lose weight and I eat one lettuce leaf and I'm like, where's my weight loss? <laughs> like, I know. What's happening? Like, pass me the cookies. This is stupid. It doesn't work, you know? <laughs> um, so what was it that intrigued you? Because something must have hooked you in. There must have been something that was like, you know, I feel like I'm like this with money mindset work. You know, I haven't had 10 million bajillion dollars fall out of the sky or pounds even fall out of the sky but I'm so interested. I just love it. And like, I just think I'll do it for the rest of my life, whether it works or not. So I'm just interested to know what that was for you. Mine is a similar thing. Um, Two things I wanted to say. And one is, even though it wasn't a quick fix where my life was all like, you know, roses and wonderful rainbows all the time after that, no. But you do get a quick fix in a sense, because I will tell you for me and for many people, doesn't always happen the first time or maybe even the first week, but you will immediately start to, for a lot of people, feel a reduction in feelings like anxiety, feelings like depression. You do start to get just a better feeling. I know something that intrigued me. It's like what you talk about. You're just interested in it. You're reading about all these. I started reading about all these spiritual books and other people's experiences with meditation and what Mm. it could lead to. And that all comes with it too. But what I like to remind my clients is, and your audience here and anybody wanting to jump into meditation is the ultimate thing it does for you is it makes you feel just a little better every day, Mm. a little better. And it's incremental maybe, or for some, it could be immediate. It's not saying it couldn't, but um, it's just a progressive thing. And so, you know, just like with a diet or changing your food intake or whatever you're doing, it's, it takes time, right. For it to really have maybe bigger impact. But then one day you turn around and notice, wow, my life really has changed quite a bit, but you can really in a short amount of time have just a better feeling. And what's 
what do we really want out of life except that we really we want the connections we want everything else we want the money we want all these other things but it, why because it makes us feel better that's mm -hmm. really in the end the deep thing that we're really all looking for actually is feeling good feeling loved feeling connected yeah. 100%. And I love that we've gone here because I think for anybody listening, obviously by this point, if you've been listening to this podcast since the beginning, we're now in our third year. I can't remember how many episodes have gone out. It's 70 something, I think. I know I looked the other day and was like, oh, we're getting close to that 100 mark, which will probably pass by and I won't even notice. But I would like to think that we'll do some kind of celebration. I'm really bad at anniversaries. I forget my marriage anniversary every year. <laughs> um, I, I do remember my birthday, though. I do get excited for that. But you know, I just think for anyone that's been listening for that period of time, by this point, you've been inundated with things that you can try and stories of people saying, you know, I did meditation and it worked and I did EFT and it worked and I, you know, did all these things and it worked. And I think what you've hit on straight away is, is you can trust where you're being led. And I love that already we're in parallel with purpose and soul and guidance because you know, you said it, you get led to the things that you that are going to help you. But I think at the same time, those are the things that you that are then going to become your thing, you know, like all the way back then, you went into meditation, because it was a need for you on a human level. But there was obviously a plan that you were always supposed to learn this, because now you're serving the world in this way. And so I think for anybody listening, with all of these episodes, you know, follow what feels good it's you don't have to do it all you don't have to master all the things before you can feel less anxious you are going to resonate with certain things they're going to pique your interest something's just going to feel and I really believe what that is is it's soul recognition you're not learning something new you're being reminded of something you've always known it's just consciously you don't know that you know it you know so um I think straight off the bat if any of this is making you go, ah, oh, meditation. Or maybe it's something that, like like me, you keep being led back to. It's a bit like, okay, you know, and like for me, meditation on its own may not have been appealing, but then when you link it to, oh, but you can shift your mindset around money, like now it's interesting. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, I, I need some of that. So for anyone listening, I know that getting overwhelmed is something that's very easy to do. And especially if you suffer with a mental health issue in this way, this is just proof. You know, you've probably already been led to the things that are going to work for you. And there are no rules. You know, what did you get led to do as a child? For me, it was always singing, you know, and this is just I just love I love, by the way, that you have that speech pathology link as well, because I feel like that's a great connection for us because you know the the voice is such a powerful thing and you know again I'll say like singing will help you but it will only help you if you feel led to it you know if you don't give a shit about singing then what I do is not going to be exciting for you <laughs> so um so I just I love that you've touched on that because straight away we've got into we are always being guided and it's it's double pronged you know you're being put on your path there's a path you are here to walk you're being guided along that path constantly but also as a human that's going to feel like you need support and it's going to look like the support that you're looking for so I think that's beautiful that we've gone there straight away I love that I love it gosh I I could just talk with you forever <laughs> you just leave me with so many like all these inspired ideas come to mind you know and i love the point that you made early on to the audience as well to everyone listening um and that is 
it's absolutely a wonderful thing. I am a teacher to go and get help and have support Mm -hmm. at the same time, no matter what advice you're getting or what help. I don't care how many credentials a person has after their name, they are still a person too. And what they give you as advice may not resonate with you and that's okay. But when the, again, I know I go back to meditation because it's such a great tool for helping you tap into this inner guidance. So many of us for so long, we've been listening to other people and asking them and relying on them to give us advice on our own life, but we're not looking within. Mm -hmm. And you've got to be able to listen to the, whatever is being told to you, the information coming in and does, and then look back to yourself and say, does that ring true for me right here and now Mm. And, and make that determination for yourself. And maybe it's a different teacher you need, right? It doesn't mean stop the help. We, everything is relationship and every, we're all here to co-create and to help one another. That's a wonderful thing. But again, you kind of always have to sort of take it with a grain of salt and go back and look and see if, if that is true to your heart and to your own intuition. And Mm. that's something I learned for myself too, um, for sure. And meditation was the one tool again, that really helped me. Okay. I've got to stop listening to everyone else around me. And I, I have they're not even giving me good advice here. It's not helping me. And what, where else do I have to go? I have to go within. Yeah. So that's why it's such a powerful tool. It's, it has been in my life for sure. Yeah. And that's amazing because, you know, again, this is the message that's, that's coming through so strongly at the moment that we need to go within. And there's something very empowering about realizing that number one, you're allowed to ask for help. But then number two, you can choose not to take the advice like that's so empowering. I think not only is that going to work because the advice you're being given may not fit for you, but bigger than that, that is then you trusting yourself. That's you saying, "Okay, I asked for the help. Like sometimes that's the help. Right. And I think that shifts us out of victim mentality and this idea that we need to be saved and that somebody else is going to come in and give us all the answers. It's that recognition. It's again, it's soul recognition that you know what's best for you. You might have the most qualified coach in the entire land. You might have Gandhi himself like <laughs> coaching you. I mean, that, that would be incredible. I'm not saying it's impossible, but you know, whatever. But it really doesn't matter because you know, it's very empowering. It's almost energetic. And, you know, you said earlier that there are mentors that you're going to be led to and, you know, and that sometimes you're going to find that maybe it's time to find a new mentor. I think it's not so much what the person is saying, it's what their energy is doing for you. You know, one of my favorite mentors who's now being shouted out on the podcast almost every episode. So I feel like I need to set up some affiliate link or something. But Katrina Ruth is one of my favorite coaches. She definitely doesn't always say things that I agree with or that work for me. But being in the energy of her space always works for me 100% of the time. And I've noticed as well, as I've evolved with her, because I've be, I've worked with her now for years, Um, and as I've evolved with her, it now has become less about me listening to the words that she's saying and more about just being in the essence of her space. And I find that I get my own downloads when Mm. she could be, you know, I said this yesterday, she could literally be reading the phone book (laughs) and I would get profound downloads. I know it because there's something about her energy that, that activates mine. And I think that's so powerful. It is. It's funny. One of the things I teach um, and one of my favorite quotes is vibrations speak louder than words. 
I mean, mm-hmm. hey, I'm a speech language pathologist and communication's huge. I'm, I, I like to think of myself as sort of a curator of words. It, words are important to me, but mm-hmm. actually the funny thing is what's more important is the intention and the energy you're bringing to um, any interaction, any conversation, because in, in fact, studies have been shown, um, have shown that whatever you're saying um, it's one thing, but what will be interpreted is actually your energy, your facial expression, your nonverbal body language, how your posture is, all of those things are actually what the listener, the listener, the other person you're talking with is going to see or interpret. Um, mm-hmm. So you have to think about what are you bringing to the table? And then the words will flow, the words will come and you'll be inspired to the right words. But yeah, that's so important to get your energy aligned first. And what is the intention and what do you hope to get out of this interaction too? What are your expectations? If we're expecting a negative thing, because we've interacted with this person and we haven't had good results in the past, sometimes we come with that energy and that expectation. And what I learned early on in life too, which I didn't like when I was told it the first time, but you know, well, you (laughs) expected this and you got it, right? (laughs) It's like, oh, true. I don't like hearing it, but you're so right. It's so true. Yeah. And so thinking about that and preparing in advance is really a tip um, I'd give to everyone that I try for myself too is, and, and that's why I meditate first thing in the morning. That's one of the ways I sort of set my intention for the day. Um, before I let any momentum happen. It's like before, before I talk to anyone, I'll pretend I'm asleep first if I have to, you know, or yeah. I get up early, I set my alarm and get up early before anyone else gets up in the household, find myself mm. a little quiet space, whether it's in a closet or wherever you can go to the bathroom, close it, lock it, and then just do however long you have time for, um, for your yeah. meditation or just to journal, do whatever is going to work for you. Yeah. So that's another thing I was going to get into actually. Um, I think people get hung up on labels sometimes and they go, oh, meditation. Like, I don't want to sit on a mountaintop and say, oh, and, <laughs> you know, ding my little dingy things or whatever. But, you know, I like find this. that. Yeah. <laughs> She's got a dingy thing, everybody. Guys, she has a okay. dingy thing. I mean, I'm not a dinger, but I've got a dingy thing. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> now I want a dingy thing. What do I, mean, I have? Cool. I've got a, cool. <laughs> I have a fruit soup bottle. That's about all I have. Get a wine glass and, you know. <laughs> Um, but this is the thing like it's what is good it's whatever's going to bring you into that space and I find so for me journaling does work really well so where I'm just someone who's very activated energetically and I do have a brain that just goes pew pew and if there's any silence I have to fill it and I think you know sometimes that's maybe the singer in me as well it's like oh silence let me sing you know there's very rarely ever a time where I'm not vocalizing in some way shape or form so you know silence is quite often uncomfortable for me but journaling I can get lost in my journaling you know for for hours at times I I don't really get that opportunity now because I had 5,000 children but you know um journaling for me is meditative but singing for me is meditative as well Um, and you know sometimes I have even gone into that space whilst working out and you know not always I'm definitely not a gym bunny really but uh, there have been times where I've been in the zone and it's whatever's going to get you in that zone um so yeah I think it's about not being hung up on those labels you know if if you don't like the word meditation don't call it that but find whatever's going to get you into that space and then you were talking about Mm -hmm. being the master of your energy and you talked about you know, energy of expectation. Mm. And this is something so many people aren't aware of. They they don't realize, A, 
that they are in charge of what is happening to them. Mm -hmm. They think things are happening to Mm -hmm. them. They don't realize how much we are, you know, creating that sometimes or vibrating and calling those experiences in. And they don't realize that they get to choose. Like, you know, so many people just wake up, they hit the hamster wheel and they start running and they bring all the crap from the day before and the years before. And mm-hmm. I think that's a powerful, powerful thing. Mm-hmm. So let's speak into that for just a second. So um, presumably this is one of the ways that you help the people that you coach. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you get somebody started with that? Like, so for the people listening who are maybe just hearing this and going, wait, what? I get to set an intention? Like, what does that even look like? How would you guide somebody through that for the first time? I love this because it's such an important thing to talk about too, is setting your intention and understanding. I think first of all, it's just even hearing that idea because you're right. There are a lot of people never thought about the fact that you actually have more control than you think about what you're experiencing in your life and not, it's not a matter of blame or anything like this. It's just, and to me, it's an empowering thing. I will tell you that when I, um, early on in life in my twenties, I w- I first came onto this idea. I mean, I'd read about it before, but it didn't quite click. It's funny how you go back and read things that you read years ago and you're thinking, Oh, okay. I, how come I didn't know that? I didn't get it then. I just wasn't ready for it. Um, in my twenties, I had for a birthday gift, which was a pretty cool one, um, a tarot card reading. And I remember going in and I had had all these crazy experiences in my life at that time, not all great, especially work relationships um, where I felt a little victimized, right? So Mm -hmm. I kind of felt like, oh, all this stress and overwhelmment. And she was reading everything accurately. And I was just breaking down and crying and talking about it. And and what she said after, after I had kind of composed myself is, and what are you bringing to the table? Like, what energy are you bringing to these interactions, you know, and Mm. and that are creating this, how is this cycle continuing? And I didn't know what she meant. It was just kind of a little bit offended in a way and thinking I'm not bringing anything. I don't want this. This is not the, what are you talking? I don't even know what you're talking about. I mean, you were right Mm. on, but not about that. And then Mm. it wasn't for another probably couple of weeks that it sort of clicked. It hit me that, okay, there is something I'm bringing. The energy you bring what you expect from a person, a situation is a reflection of what you're going to get that back. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's actually how the world works, whether we realize it or not. And it, it was a game changer for me when I realized how much control and power I actually had where for so long in my life, I felt completely helpless in some situations and it took time to finally come to that realization. So first is just kind of understanding that we, and I think this is a good thing. At first it seems like, wait a minute, I don't know if I really believe that, but um, once you, it sort of clicks in your mind, I think then you can start to make that shift. What I do, just a simple thing you can start to do and try it out and see if it makes a change. Visualization is a great Mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. So before an interaction, and let's just take a very, sort of uh, easy example. I had a client who she had a big presentation to do at work um, and it was something that was important to her. She could potentially even get a raise out of this. So it was a big deal, but she also had anxiety about speaking in front of a large group. And plus this was a big deal. Um, So we had her do a visualization beforehand. What do you want to happen? What do you want to come of this? What kind of, how do you want to feel in this interaction? Um, It, 
by the way, went very well. And she ended up getting everything she wanted out of it. But it was that sort of setting your mindset. And by the way, also meditation in the traditional sense wasn't necessarily for her. But what we did instead is running was a thing she did. I used to be a runner too. And that sets your mind. That is like a meditation for you. If you're getting in that mind, in that um, space, you're tapped in, you're tapped in, right? And you're sort of letting all that clutter be released and you're refocusing. And that's really the thing. So I would say journaling about it is is a great thing you could do. And also if you wanted to try to visualize, just, just ask yourself those simple questions. You know, what is it that I want out of the situation? How do I want to feel? And how do I want the other person to feel? Like, what do I really want? What's the ultimate thing? Not what do I think is going to happen? What happened before? Not talking about the past, but focusing right here and now and moving forward, you know, so, and you can start and here's the hard thing, because sometimes it's hard to do that. And so I do what's pivoting. So I like to pivot. So start with what is it when I journal, I do this because you're in that space. It's like, okay, you're on that momentum of negative thought feeling. And so start journaling about that first and then put it in a word, like put it in a sentence. What is it you're feeling? Now I take that as an opportunity to pivot, flip it. Mm -hmm. So then what is this actually showing me? What it's showing me is it's making me more clear-minded about what do I actually want So this is what I don't want. I hate this. I don't feel good about this. So then what does that mean? What would be the opposite of that, that I do want? That is just a really simple, easy thing that you can start and see how that works for you. But whether it's journaling, like I said, or the visualization and just that simple shift, I think is what I would recommend for sure. That was a long winded answer. (laughs) No, I love it. And I, I love pivoting. Pivoting is And it's like with a lot of things in self-development, I think quite often by the time somebody has got to that point of desperation, they are Mm -hmm. looking for a quick fix. They're looking for a big shift. And so often when they hear things like, oh, pivot that thought, they kind of go, well, what's the point? Like Mm -hmm. thinking about it isn't going to make it any different, but it's so amazing how much it does make that difference. Mm -hmm. And it, again, it re-empowers you. You start to say, well, okay, that is, that's what I don't want. Then what do I want? And because what that does is it changes your entire vibration, your entire energy. You start to, you start to tune into other possibilities that you have been shut off from before because you were too busy looking at the shit show that was unfolding that you didn't want, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas then you can start going, okay, you know, that's not what I want. Cool. So that means I know what I do want. What does that look like? And then, you know, you can literally brainstorm. I'm a huge fan of those spider diagrams where you put something in the middle and then do all the like prongs coming off. Just, you know, you might not think that, you know, but let's just say that you did have the answer somewhere inside of you. Like what might work, you know, like Mm -hmm. money mindset is a great one for this. If you need to make some money, There's going to be a bunch of ways you can do that. But if you're stuck in the mindset of I can't make money, that's where you're stuck. The minute you start to do a spider diagram and go, well, I suppose I could sell some stuff or I suppose I could, you know, start, I don't know, doing singing lessons in my case or like whatever. When you start opening your mind and then actually getting beyond what you think is possible and just writing down what might be possible, it unlocks so much energy and it raises your it, it raises an energy, but it's almost like physically raising your head. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're feeling down, you're looking at the floor, you're not, you're not seeing opportunities that are right in front of you. When you start to ask yourself, 
what might happen you know what could possibly happen if not if everything was possible then how could I make some money today well mm -hmm. somebody could just walk up to you on the street and hand you money I know it doesn't always happen but it absolutely could so you get to write it down and then you're raising your head and that's when you start to get those intuitive nudges which is bringing us back mm -hmm. to paying attention to those nudges and trusting what you're being led to mm -hmm. when we think about it in our mind what tends to happen is we are all getting these messages but most of the time we'll then go oh no that won't work well that's a stupid idea or I could never do that or so and so will think that's stupid mm -hmm. and we talk ourselves out of it um what do you think is going on when that happens because I've been reading an amazing book this week um that gave me a whole new perspective and it, it was kind of what I'd always felt but I didn't know that that's what I felt but I'd be really interested to know what do you think is going on when we get that nudge the magic comes forward and then mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we list all the reasons why it's not going to work what is that <laughs> sure yeah the way I'm a very visual person I know I love music as well so I'm also very auditory but um I'm a photographer and I do art so I think in pictures too and then I work mm. a lot with people um, who, individuals who have autism and they also kind of think in pictures so um this is just kind of the way I think but I in my mind I visualize it like a, a filter you know all our life we've had these experiences like this sort of baggage that we have everything that we experience now kind of runs through the filter where all that baggage sits mm -hmm. and we never have a chance to clear out that clutter so even though you get a new idea a new inspired idea something good happen in life but then it runs back through that filter and unless we clear that out through something like meditation which it actually does that um then we're it, it's always going to we're going to have those doubts, right? Or it'll alter our perspective about that same experience. Um, just because again, we haven't taken that time to sort of reset. Um, I, another analogy I like is that, you know, with meditation, for example, um, or running or whatever your meditation in quotes looks like right for yeah. you. Um, if we don't take that time to sort of reset or quiet the mind and i don't think it's actually clearing out all your thoughts, by the way, guys, it's actually just quieting those chaotic thoughts of all the things you have to do should do everyone's telling you you should do you know all these worries that we have and stresses in our life until we can quiet that we can't hear the voice that is coming from inside or trust it and it takes time to learn to do that because we're so used to not hearing that we're so used to no 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 it's all external everything's out there and i have to rely on this doctor or this teacher or this mm -hmm. other person I, i'm taking a course through uh, mm -hmm. it's but we're never like coming back into ourselves to listen to our own inner guidance that and we have this dialogue that's happening to us all the time it's always flowing to us saying you are worthy you are this and you can do this and here's a great idea and this would be the next best thing for you um but we then again it plugs through that clogged filter is the problem and um i was just actually my my own relationship my sweetheart he was even asking me you know recently to help him to learn meditation too and for a long time he didn't want to but he you know now just with everything happening in life and family things happening you know it's mm -hmm. like I, what i've been doing is not working i need something new and that's yeah. you know another reason i would say try it out because when you sleep that's one of the best things you could do but then what you're doing it's like hitting pause on your mm -hmm. life so when you wake up you're going to start back where you left off yeah. Um, with meditation, this is one wonderful tool that actually it's like hitting the reset button on your computer. You're clearing out stuff. If, if you are into computers, I use them all the time. So it's like clearing the cache is what I say. It's yeah. clearing that history. 
slowly, right? But the more you do it, and if you're consistent about it, now the voice that's coming through more and stronger and that you start to trust and start to listen to is that inner voice. It's you're no longer looking so much at that, all those outer external things that are coming in to rely on that, to make changes in your life or to make a decision on something you're led Mm -hmm. in a different way. So that's really important to do for sure. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, and it really does come down to the fact that there's only ever your truth. And so when you're listening to everybody else, they're giving you their truth or their perception of their truth. And some of it will resonate and some of it won't. But if you're not tuned into what's inside of you, you're just always, you know, I think this is where this this habit of constantly signing up for more courses and buying more books like comes from because we know that we are looking for answers and we're we're looking externally for those answers um I've just used a very kind of online entrepreneurial kind of example but for other people it might be running from one relationship to the next they're looking for something in those relationships or you know constantly quitting jobs and trying to get like it's this constant search and the answer is always it's in you it's within Mm -hmm. you Knock knock, it's me. I just wanted to interrupt this episode briefly to let you know about an amazing gift I've created for you called the Mindset Reset Workshop. This is an hour long workshop where I share all of my best tips and tricks for cultivating a strong mindset so that no matter what life throws at you, you can move forward with confidence and purpose. We have one life and I'm absolutely certain that we're not supposed to spend it battling anxiety, fear and frustration. I've learned how to let go of those things, and now I want to help you do the same. So grab your free copy by clicking the link in the show notes below. And for now, I'll let you get back to the episode. Um, And I love that you said that. um, that It's about clearing that filter, because this book I've been reading uh, is called The Power of Now. And actually, you said earlier, you know, about being in this moment, not worrying about what's in the past and in the future. And do you know, yeah i've been led to this book so many times and to the point where when somebody recommended it this week i honestly thought i'd read it because i've heard of it for so long Mm. and then it was like why have i not read that book like everyone talks about that book that's kind of like the book everyone's read that's anyone and i haven't read it and i have been loving it and in the second chapter he talks about this separation that we're all suffering from and you know that we are a soul and we have our truth and and that's the thing that that matters but then it's potentially he calls it like a pain body and he says when you're in depression or stress or any kind of anger and and in a belief system that's like swirling around like a vortex and just keeping you in a cycle that doesn't feel good he's he talks about that as a separate entity it's almost like something separate so where meditation feeds into this is it's simply the practice of observing that and no longer taking it on as your own behavior your own identity and Mm. that resonated with me so well I was Mm. like that I can do I've been doing it ever since I read that chapter and you don't do it straight away. You're still going to fall into anger and upset and stress and anxiety and worry and all of those things. But I have found since I read that chapter that I'm like, ah, oh, pain body. It's not me. <laughs> I can separate myself from this. And now I'm just watching the show. 
then it becomes the pivot because then it's like, oh, look what's played out. I don't choose that anymore. Mm-hmm. That feels like shit. <laughs> so I choose exactly. something else, you know? Exactly. So, um, yeah, I love that. Love and it. when you are in, whenever you're in a place of not feeling good in whatever feeling that is, whether you're feeling jealousy, anxiety, depression, isolation, any anger, right? You might be improving. You might actually be making a step up. That's not, not always a bad thing, but you're never then connected to your real inner core being. Actually, mm-hmm. when you're feeling those, ne- that's not who you really are deep down. Right. We're actually meant to feel good, by the way. Um, And if you're in a place of depression, something to know is it's okay if you get to a feeling of anger. I I had to go through those stages in my life. And and by the way, we talked about this, Lily, before before we started recording. You know, everything I teach, it's because I've been through it, guys. I have been through it. I learned the hard way, apparently. So in life, you know, I had to go through it. And this is why I teach it. Because I I know what works, what doesn't work, what hasn't for me. And I've kind of been through all the the hoops. Um, But for sure, that's, it's a really important thing to be able to tap back in. And like you said, think, I I like that analogy of viewing it as like you're separating yourself in a way. And you need to tap into who you really are. Put that, that's a separate thing. That's not really you. That's not the core of who you are. Yeah. And that's why it feels like shit. You, you recognize that that's not your, your Mm -hmm. truth. You know that that's not for you. Um, Yeah, I absolutely love that. And you've just alluded to the emotional guidance system that they talk Mm -hmm. about in Asking It Is Given, which is Jerry and Esther Hicks. And, And this is, this all comes down to acceptance then. Like we're, we've been conditioned to believe that our emotions are good or bad. Mm-hmm. So we have, you know, we know that if we're feeling happy and fulfilled and joyful, then that's a good thing. And then if we're feeling angry, stressed or resentful, that that's a bad thing. And there, there definitely are kind of, you know, emotions at the top of the scale and mm-hmm. at the bottom, but mm-hmm. they're, all, they're all valid. And actually, like you just said, sometimes feeling anger is the next best emotion you know if you're coming out of depression anger is better than depression and jealousy is in there somewhere as well Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. and if you realize that first of all there are no bad emotions so you don't have to reject anything you're feeling and then if you can also recognize that nobody is supposed to make the leap from the bottom of the scale to the top like it's supposed to be a, a thing you know if we were climbing a mountain we wouldn't expect to, to take one step and be at the top. You'd strap on your safety gear, you'd put one foot on and then you'd put another foot on and maybe fall a bit. And, you know, again, it's coming back to this expectation. Why do we expect that if we feel crap, then we're suddenly going to feel good? And I think this is why we reject the things then that are supposed to help us, because when they don't get us to that, you know, immediate, you know, A to Z jump, then we go oh it's bullshit it didn't work well yeah but do you still feel depressed or are you now like now you're angry because it didn't work but at least you're angry so if you actually looked at that guidance system you could see where you're at and you know we all move around on that scale it's not Mm -hmm. that you hit joy and then you never come you never go off it again you know there are things that will make you feel joyful you can feel any one of those emotions in any given day but it's about again like you've said not taking ownership of it not going oh I'm a depressed person and I think you know it's important to recognize if you're suffering from something because you can then kind of look to help yourself but this labeling that we've gotten Mm -hmm. into that where doctors give you a piece of paper and go you're depressed Mm -hmm. you're anxious 
you're autistic, right? We then like hang it around our neck like a heavy label and go, oh, I'm anxious now. Like that's who I am. I remember feeling like that when I got told. And then it was only, it was my inner truth. Luckily for me, it just was really loud and bullshit. It was like, no, that's not who we are. Mm -hmm. That might be what we're experiencing right now. But Jesus, I, this is not who I want to be. Mm -hmm. This does not fit with any of the plans I've had for my life. Like, how am I going to be world famous if I'm anxious? It's just not going to work. <laughs> I just don't accept it. I almost handed the prescription back and was like, can you look in your book again? Find something else. I don't want that. Like, that's shit. Find something better. Find exactly. something impressive. That's not impressive to me. Well, I had a similar experience in diagnoses or lack of one, rather, when I was in my 30s, um, late 30s, I had got into a place in life. I let myself kind of get out of control with emotions too, where I was, I stopped trusting my own inner guidance, wasn't meditating regularly, wasn't doing the self-care anymore. Um, career took over relationships. Uh, everyone else took over. So I wasn't making myself my own priority. Um, mm -hmm. I ended up getting hospitalized. Yeah. And I, by the way, I never have had any medical issues, but you know, at some point you burn out, your body's going to burn out, your mental state's going to burn out. And when I was in the hospital, they couldn't come up with a diagnosis. And so mm -hmm. I had to figure out, okay, what am I going to do? Like, I need to find a different solution. Um, their solution was another surgery. I'd already had three, you know, keep doing more surgeries and maybe we'll see this may or may not work. Um, you mm -hmm. may just be sort of invalid. I mean, this is, that was not an answer for me. And at some yeah. point you've got to stop listening to the people around you and say, that's not what I want. I know I can have something different. And if you want mm -hmm. and desire something, it can be. I mean, we are not here to accept what other people maybe have put on us, whether it's a label, whether it's, you know, you can only do this or you should do this. Mm, no, you've yeah. got to decide for yourself and then it can be. And I, I'm, a, I'm actually living proof because I, I had lost the ability to walk. I was in the hospital undergoing multiple surgeries and they told me they weren't sure, like if they could ever resolve it. I looked within, I did my meditations. I did my journaling. I just started, stop listening only to what they were telling me. And it led me to a different person, a different doctor, better guidance, both within mm -hmm. as well as external. And, and I was able, and here I am, I'm healthier than ever before. And I feel so much stronger for it too. Um, yeah. But you know, that training in my twenties and in my teen years and all that hardship I'd gone through in the learning um, had helped me get to this place. So you're mm -hmm. absolutely right. It's this balance. You're always going to have this in life. You're not going to here I am. I know all this stuff. I teach all this stuff. And still someone pushes my button. <laughs> like, what happened? I, I'm so mad at myself for a minute. You know, it's like, wait a minute. I know so much better than this. I'm a therapist. I'm a meditation yeah. coach. And yet my sweetheart will do something. And I'm like, oh, you just made me angry. You know, yeah. you should yeah. have done that. You, I, I need to control your behavior. No, of course. And then I stop and I turn it around and I say, okay, I know I'm in control of my own emotion. You know, mm. so it's another thing I would say to everyone too, is be forgiving of yourself. Know that it's going to happen. Yeah. You're never going to get to a place of feeling happy all the time, hundred percent of the time. That's not life. Um, yeah. Life is about actually experiencing the contrast, the yin and yang. I mean, yeah. and that's how you appreciate that. I know you've heard this before, I'm sure, but it's, it's really a thing, right? That's how you really appreciate all the good things you get um, is by experiencing sometimes those hardships, but it makes you appreciate it that much more. Yeah. And that's how you really get to desiring and wanting something more, realizing, oh, okay, this was a new experience. Didn't like it. I want this. 
So I'm going to yeah. go, I'm, now I'm going to pivot and refocus. And I, that's the direction I'm going, but that's what life's about. It's about just experiencing. And some exactly. of it may feel bad, but it's really not because it's an opportunity. And if you start to shift that mindset to think this is an opportunity, okay, to grow, to expand and to learn what it is I really do want. And now here's an opportunity again to refocus and it's going to happen again and again. Mm. And that's okay. That is, that's where we're at and we're all in it together. And that's the great thing. We're all here to support each other too. Yeah. I so believe that. And I think you've made a really good point as well about just keeping that momentum going there's nothing worse than feeling stagnant and stuck and that's what happens when we freeze in fear when we're afraid to take a leap or afraid to take a step because we don't know what's going to happen it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if you fuck it up royally you'll just make another choice and take another step in another direction um there's no worse feeling than feeling stuck so you know again ask yourself ask for the guidance you know i literally did this earlier tonight i got in my car which is falling apart by the way. And, and like right now, we're at the point where I really desire a new car. We really need a new car. And I, I literally had an open conversation with God. And I was like, look, dude, I know that in the grand scheme of things, nobody needs a car, but like I'm a mum of three and it would be really handy. So, you know, if you could just give me some guidance, give me a nudge. And you know what? Literally my journey out was very, like you said about your journaling, it was very, like, oh, boohoo, poor me. This is what I'm struggling with. This is where I feel stuck. My journey back from where I'd gone was full of ideas, inspiration, motivation, energy. And, you know, it, the thing is, though, it's so easy to ask for that guidance and then go, oh, like no guidance showed up. Well, no, it did show up, but you've got to be willing to then try something like you've got to take that step. So I love that you made that point. And I also love that you said it doesn't matter who you are like you know life is still gonna get you you're still gonna have to live life it's what you signed up for and I have frequently been heard saying you know I'm over here trying to be zen and then people keep pissing me off <laughs> like I try, I know I know I'm supposed to be accepting of people's you know of everyone's like ideas and I know that I'm in charge of my own energy but god damn it sometimes I just want to you know say a swear word or whatever like it's what it is and you know, I, I would love to feel like I could be sat in a cave and be very zen and peaceful, but I'm not. I'm a stressed out mum sometimes. And I'm going to say bollocks and all kinds of other words. <laughs> and that's Same here. Okay. <laughs> Same here. As cool as maybe for me, the idea of being a monk and being up in a little, you know, Tibetan mountain would be awesome. I'll visit, but I like living here in the modern world. And exactly. I'm not, you know, that type of personality. I, I have a, you know, my Zen moments, but I'm pretty boisterous. I like excitement in life. I like fun. I like the whole dance and the co-creation we have in life. And um, that's yeah. where I want to be. And, and it, you know, it will make you feel more confident about your own um, inner guidance, about your own decision-making. It will help you to turn back in. But at the same time, it doesn't mean you're Zen all the time. I still go out. I love a good concert. I have tattoos. I love punk rock music. I mean, I, I like living life. And the thing that it's really helped me to do, which is the opposite of what people think when they think of meditation, they think, okay, Zen on a mountain, which, okay, cool. But no, it actually makes you more engaged in life and, and in relationship and just enjoy life more. Cause I was, you know, early on in life at a point where nothing, I mean, I was really, when I say I was living one day at a time, I would 
think about like, you know, suicide. Like, I mean, I was really not wanting to engage in anything. And here I am today. And people would never believe that my friends are like, I can't imagine you, you know, not the way you are today, but this is my true self. And and I've gotten this way across time. It didn't happen overnight, but you know, you just feel a little better, a little better each time. And then maybe you have a day or a moment and you're taken down. You've got tomorrow or you've got the next moment, you know, something it's a kind of deep conversation, but let's throw it out there. I mean, the way I think about it is every moment you're reborn. Um, Mm -hmm. There's a quote that says that, which I love. It's in one of my guided meditations. And I just love that idea because every opportunity, every new moment, like right now, and now two seconds later is another opportunity to start over. Yeah. So you you can always restart there. You don't have to go back. If you choose to keep bringing forward the past, that's your choice, but you can also choose to now refocus and have a different future so yeah, that's something I, I that. really think yeah I love that that's such a freeing thing to think I think such a freeing thing to realize that you don't actually have to bring all that shit with you either there's nothing to work through and I think this is where self-development kind of fell down it's great that it's more um, prominent now that more people are tapped into it there's way more books and you know, it's huge online since we got the internet, obviously more people. But I think early on, there was very much this idea, first of all, that there had to be struggle before there could be a breakthrough. And second of all, that there's work to be done. People always talk about you have to do the work. You have to clear that, you know, clear your blocks, clear mm-hmm. your trauma. Like, OK, well, you know, it's nice to kind of look at that stuff. But my God, if you thought you had to clear every bit of trauma you've gone through in your life, I'm 42. Like, that's quite a lot of trauma at this point. I haven't got time for that shit. I'm halfway through. Do you know what I mean? I just need to get get cracking. So I think, you know, you can absolutely work through stuff if you feel you need to. But again, it comes back down to what do you believe you need to do? What are you expecting to have to do? If you're expecting that you have to go into therapy for 25 years before you can feel free... (laughs) that's going to be the route that you take because you think that that's it you know so I love that concept of like even now it's another moment and now there's another one and now there's another one what are you choosing again there's another moment now what are you choosing everybody listening are you still choosing the same old shit or are you going to choose different I love that I'm fired up it's it, it to me that is like the most empowering thing aside from knowing that I actually do have control and that people are a reflection a mirror of what where I'm at, mm. not where I'm going to be, but where I'm at right now. And yeah. then I can, again, make that choice. Okay. That's like, if I go to the grocery store and someone's not so nice, I think, okay, I'm, wow, I'm in a mood. I know I am. And here it's right there in my face. All right. Mm. Let me breathe. Right. Let me just take a moment. Um, but it's every moment you have that chance to reassess and then make mm. a change and make a yeah. change. And that's to me, super empowering. Yeah. And something that supports that as well, it's kind of the same thing, but it's, and this is a quote as well, and I can't remember who said it or, or exactly what the quote is, but it's basically that you, in fact, I think Tony Robbins definitely said mm. something around this. You are creating your future right now. So everything you see around you isn't, it, it, we make the mistake of looking around us and going, oh, this is my life. This is what I'm destined for. No, that's what you created that's what you aligned to that's what your energy brought in that you know 
the universe, this law of attraction, it's like a, it's just like a dog that wants to grab you everything that you want. And you're making lists that you don't even know you're writing mm-hmm. and you're going, oh yeah, you know, you know, sadness and trauma, more of that, please. No, like if you look around now, just right now in this moment, what is it in your life that you think is great? And what is it in your life that you think is not so great? Recognize that on some level you have responsibility for that. And I know that some people get all itchy and scratchy about that and go, oh, but I'm not responsible for the abuse that I suffered or for that bad relationship or whatever. And that isn't what I'm saying. But, you you know, the minute that you feel like and I feel like I say this on every episode now, but it obviously has to be said. The minute you feel like you were a victim of that and there was nothing that you could do, you've just given away your power and you've given away your ability to shift it Mm -hmm. and your ability to choose differently the choice is always yours and of course life is going to hand you challenges though mm-hmm. you know this is coming anyway you're going to get the challenges we're on a friggin' roller coaster that's what is going to dip at some point you're going to get thrown up in the air but it's not going to keep you down there you know mm-hmm. you're going to rise up again and you don't have to create more shit on top of that because you think that you have to somehow go through that rite of passage it's just it's just not necessary you know That's exactly right. I mean, I find that the more I do this type of self-analysis, all the tools I use, meditation, everything, journaling, um, all of that helps me so that I am more resilient when challenge arises. Challenge is going to happen because that Mm. is part of life, not Mm. to not to trip us up. It's there Mm. to actually, again, to give us that opportunity to then determine what we like or don't like, and then Mm. make that choice. But, um, you know, we're gonna, it helps us to not only have better balance in life so that when you do get triggered, maybe it's not as bad as it used to be. Um, That's how it is for me. I used to have much more extreme reactions to things around me. And now it's like, I might get triggered, but man, I can come back really quickly. I I Mm -hmm. just have much more bounce in that. And I'm much more resilient. Um, I've had, you know, some other things happen like the hospitalization and I was able to come back and I feel stronger than ever. And I know once you've gone through that, then you can think, well, if I survive this, I can survive anything. You know, it Mm. just, it builds that, like I said, resilience, inner strength, confidence in yourself. I think that's Mm. super important, but yeah, just know it's going to happen. You're going to have those instances and it is a balancing act. It's just, maybe it won't be tilted so far down anymore for you. And if it happens, Mm. it's okay. Another chance to to change, to make that change in your life. I love that. I think that's so true. You create your own destiny. Um, yeah. even, no matter what's happened to you, I love your point. And that's so true. You know, it doesn't mean that was your fault, but at the same time, who's keep, who's moving it forward now? It doesn't help mm-hmm. you to keep reliving that. Um, what's going to help you to have a better life now? You mm-hmm. know, that did happen and that sucked and it was awful. But now, unless, you, unless that feels good to stay in that place, you don't want to live there experience it and feel it. We're going to have negative emotions. And something I like to teach also is, you know, you've got to feel it, right? We can't just deny that we had a bad experience or how it affected us. And we can't um, try to push away feelings, just like in meditation, we don't push away thoughts, actually. It's that letting yourself feel it, identifying it. And then when the time's right, not letting yourself stay there, moving mm. out of that, allowing yourself mm. to actually then move to a different direction. So living there is what's the problem. It's not the feeling of it. It's just staying in that spot, like that stagnation you were talking about. That's exactly mm. what it is. Yeah. And it's, I love that. As you were talking, I got a real visual of 
like life force is flow it's always moving everything is always moving time is always moving you know our emotions are always moving nothing is ever still we're never ever stuck even if we think that we are and I had a real visual as you were talking of that that yeah you're going to come into seasons and then you're going to pass through every single time you know and so that I think is such a comforting thought and mm-hmm. feeling to realize as well because especially if you're in a place in your life right now that doesn't feel great you know there's going to be a this is a season you're in a season right now it doesn't mean you have to stay there for any amount of time but you know even just that realization you know there's that wonderful quote this too shall pass and it's so true it, it brings great comfort I think in those moments of stress and anger like I had earlier trying to get my two-year-old to sit in her car seat like this too shall pass I may or may not have let out a blood-curdling scream while I was trying to drop her in these things happen (laughs) but it passed and then later on she was asleep and that's exactly my point (laughs) that's exactly right that is a sort of a mantra I used to tell myself and I still do and tell other people as a comfort because it's true when you're going through this it's temporary it's going to pass. It's temporary. It's okay. I know it sucks right now, but it's not going to last forever. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. It's such an amazing story as well. Um, I'm still reeling from the fact that you said when I was in my late thirties, because I was convinced you're about 25. So (laughs) I like my mind's already I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) You guys can't see her, but seriously, (laughs) I was like, hang on, what? My brain just exploded. I appreciate Um, that. (laughs) But I love that, you know, I think, and there are definitely some people that are in situations where they might believe that that couldn't be the case for them. But I, I always like to think if one person has done it, then another person can do it. Mm-hmm. And while we are inundated with, you know, stories of struggle and stories of people that do get these diagnoses and can't move forward, there are also a lot of stories of people that got told they would never walk again and then they walked. People that got told they would never have a baby and then they had a baby. Mm-hmm. And I just think, you know, I think definitely it's okay to focus on what you want it's okay also to believe that what you get will be for the highest and best good for you and it's Mm -hmm. okay to trust what that path looks like Mm -hmm. you know um we can let go of the control we don't have to be in control we don't have to have the life that we think we're supposed Mm -hmm. to have Mm -hmm. we can trust the life that we've got we can trust what we know inside of us and if if somebody's telling you this is fact and it doesn't feel true trust that you know trust that and listen to more inspiring stories like this to remind yourself that actually anything is possible. And I'm so brought true. back again. I've got this wonderful bangle that I, my friend um, who passed, we were allowed to choose a piece of jewelry. And this says expect miracles. And mm. that's exactly it. You know, you should always expect miracles. They're everywhere. I love that. All the time. I love that. Oh, that's so good. Amazing. Yeah, it's so true. I have, you know, I've worked in a lot of different places. And one of those was skilled nursing facilities. And I always noticed, and so these were with um, the older population talking like 70s, anywhere from, it could have been actually anywhere from 60s up. But um, I found that the clients who would actually be able to go home sooner or recovered or improved were the ones with the mindset to do so. 
And there's real power in that. And, you know, even in the medical community, they're becoming more aware of this. Um, So it's becoming a more widespread thought that you can act, you know, for a long time, they thought, nope, this is the diagnosis. This is where you're at. And there's still a lot of traditional thinking doctors um, out there who will espouse that. However, um, now there's more science even saying that you have the power with your mindset to change the neuroscience of your own brain. And that will change then the rest of your physical body that we see in the outcome. I mean, it's really Mm -hmm. amazing. There's a, one of my favorite movies is called Meru. It's, I don't know if anyone's ever heard of it. I'm kind of a geek. I, I love documentaries and I love adventure travel. And this is about like um, these guys, three guys who ended up climbing to the peak of one of the highest peaks in the world, Meru, one of the hardest, I mean, ice climbing, sleeping on the edge. Um, but one of them, I'm going to do a little spoiler, but he, um, <laughs> spoiler, it's still worth watching guys, but he ended up having a major uh, medical breakdown. He had a stroke. He had been in a serious accident, lost the ability to walk. And this is a guy who was free climbing. I mean, one of the greatest free climbers and was going to hike, you know, climb Meru. And how did mm. he do it through mindset? They told him he may never walk again. Mm. He ends up climbing. I mean, you got to watch this. It's like chilling. It gives me chills when I think yeah, about it. And, I've got chills now. and it sounds crazy, it. but when, I mean, I use that as inspiration when I was, uh, I had lost the ability to walk for a while without a walker. And so I was like, you know what, if he can climb that mountain, that guy, that fucking mountain, I can walk in the grocery store with a cart, you know, I'm going to get there. I will get there. I'm not going to let go. And that's, it's that mindset and that shift and that will get Mm -hmm. you every, it'll get you everywhere and everything you want. Yeah. Oh, I love that. What an empowering way to finish this interview. It's just been amazing. Thank you so much. Um, To anyone that wants to follow you, where can they find you? And I've got an extensive list here. So we're (laughs) going to put all the the links in the show notes. Nowadays, Um, you can find them everywhere, right? You find me in all these different places. So yeah. What's the best, like, where where do you hang out the most? Where can they find you? Sure. Well, one easy way, of course, is go to my website and you can always message me, especially that way. It's a little personalized message. Um, You can also find me on Instagram. I'm not like one thing I do for myself as a sort of self care is I do limit the amount of sort of social media. Um, So Mm -hmm. right now, mostly you can find me Facebook or on Instagram and I kind of limit my time there. And I'm very careful about sort of how much time I spend with news or just again, that external part, you know, that's another little tip. Think about what you're exposed yourself too because it makes a difference but um for sure those are all different ways to reach out to me and then we can figure out even a more personal way to connect after that if you would like more Uh, but i would love to if you have any questions anyone out there or if there's anything i can help you with i'm here to support you i love that and it says here because i always ask my guests if there's a freebie or anything that they uh, are offering and it says here for the first 10 listeners who email you and we will put that in the show notes you're going to offer a free 30 minute private coaching session. Well, now it's nine because I'm signing up for one. Um, <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> I love um, it. I can also provide a free guided meditation to all listeners who reach out to me through my website. So if you get in touch, use those links in the show notes. I think that is going to be well worth having. My God, the free 30 minute session. What you can shift in 30 minutes. I'm not being funny. I give intuitive readings that they can be powerful in 10 minutes. So half an hour with someone like this could be literally life-changing for you so I mean it's going to be a scramble there's you know thousands of people that listen to this so I'm just going to brace yourself brace yourself for the onslaught. <laughs> um, 
but I think that's I think that's incredible thank you for that generosity that's amazing and um yeah to everyone listening get on that don't wait like listen to the intuitive nudge if you if you had a little nudge that went oh I could do that ignore everything that comes afterwards that goes oh I shouldn't do that or I haven't got time for that bullshit Mm -hmm. click the link because you might miss out it's so and, um, true. Usually really, your first, your first intuitive thought is usually the right one. You'll find that, yeah. test that in life mm. and see, but that's usually yeah. so true. So go with your gut. Yeah. Oh my God. A hundred percent of the time. So many times I've literally kicked myself and gone, I knew what to do. I knew that was a bad plan. What was I doing? You know, but we humans going to human. <laughs> That's exactly right. And it's okay. That'll happen. And then you realize, oh, okay, my first gut reaction was the right one. So next time, maybe you're more inclined to yeah. do that. Yeah, maybe I'll trust that next time. Oh, fabulous. Thank you so much uh, you. to everybody listening. We would love to know what you thought of this episode. I feel like so much gold got dropped here. I don't even know where you guys are going to begin, but I would love to hear from you. So reach out to me on my email, lilybackrock at gmail.com get into the Facebook group. And I would just love to know what breakthroughs you had from listening to this. And, you know, if you've got questions, get in touch and ask them. We love that. So definitely do that. Jennifer, thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. Thank you to all the listeners. And again, I look forward to connecting with you. Yeah, amazing. Thank you. Guys, remember, confidence is yours as soon as you choose it. I feel like that is a very poignant way to finish this. really is a choice um and i'll be back again soon with another episode thanks for tuning in big love and that's another wrap thank you so much for joining me for yet another amazing episode i don't know what else to say about it It was just absolutely mind-blowingly good and i am so thrilled and excited to tell you that throughout the entire month of march Jennifer Vroom is going to be my guide and mentor as I undertake a 30-day meditation challenge and I would love for you to join me. So in the show notes below, along with all the other links we've mentioned in this episode, you'll also find a link to Jennifer's private page on her website that she has set up especially for us. It's a free link to click, you don't have to pay, just click the link, enter your details and you will be emailed the access. And then you can access all of the resources and the trainings that Jennifer has provided for me to get me through the next 30 days. So I'm doing this really because I feel like there's a lot of people in the online space right now selling their stuff, right? Which is completely fine. But whenever anyone is selling anything, you're getting their view of how good their thing is, right? You're only going to hear the good stuff. You're not going to hear about the pros and cons. So I thought by doing these challenges, not only am I am I choosing challenges that I personally feel drawn to, but I also feel like I can give you a really balanced view of the experience, of what shifted for me, what did or didn't work, how I felt, you know, whether expectations were met, etc, etc. And I just know after that conversation with Jennifer, I just know that she's the perfect person to guide us through this. So I would love you to join me. Please let me know if you're going to be doing it. You can ca- you can keep up with my progress on Instagram. That's where I'm going to be documenting my daily practice every day on stories. So um, do head over there. And I think I set up some kind of highlight reel as well, but I'm clueless on Instagram, so who knows? But I think if you go to my Instagram, you'll find an icon you can click 
which is called meditation and everything will be housed there. So even after the story has gone for the day, you can still access it that way. So that's all for me for now. Um, thank you so much for joining as always. Don't forget, Jennifer is my guest this week on TCA Live. So we're gonna be live 8 p.m. GMT this coming Thursday, streaming directly into the Facebook group, which is the Confidence Academy podcast. And again, the link is in the show notes below. So please come along with your questions, with your comments, anything you wanna ask Jennifer about meditation, uh, then get in touch. If you can't join us live, you can still get in touch with your questions and we can still answer them actually. So you can do that using all the links below. You can email in or the best way really is to tag Jennifer in a post in the Facebook group. So if you are in the Facebook group, we will see you there. If you're not, get your butt in there. It's the place to be. Like Thursdays have turned into an actual night out in my head. You know, we can't go out at the moment, but it's a, a virtual social date. We all have drinks. I even wear makeup sometimes. I might even brush my hair. It's, it's a big deal, you guys. So hopefully you will join me for that. Have a wonderful week. Look after yourselves wherever you are. And I will be back again next week with another amazing episode. Sending lots and lots of love. Mwah.